minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, y'all. Wow. What an incredible day for women's wrestling. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, and I am not alone. I am super excited about this. Um, she is the host for United Wrestling Network. Please welcome Emily May. Ooh, audio. Is it my audio or is it your audio, Emily? Ooh, somebody else speak. I or think it's you? Emily. I think it's yeah, Emily's okay. audio. All right, maybe hop out and sign back in, I guess. Um, well, live TV. Um, she is the host of In Cat Retrust. Please welcome Katrina Blake. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, she is the founder of the Cultural Com Commentator, and she was on the show with me for the Crown Jewel. Wow, what a watch along four hours. I feel like that was that we deserve a uh, prize for that. Please welcome Santana. Hello. And she is the host of a Wrestling Gal podcast. Please welcome Ella J. Hello, I'm happy to be here. I am so stoked. I'm trying to get through all the intros because we have a lot to talk about. Now, the most important guest, no shade to the rest of y'all ladies. She is the co-owner of Bell to Bells and the contributor for PWI. Please welcome Christina Ashley. Kristen Ashley, excuse me. Hi. Thanks for having hey. me. Hey. Woo! PWI Women's 150. First off, um, absolutely beautiful setup. Um but I feel like the last couple of, maybe the last like year and a half, it's been crazy for women's wrestling. There's just been a lot of women's wrestling. So how did you, cause when I got to 150, I was like, there's still more, we can still do like another 50. So how did you narrow it down to one, the top 10 and then two, like, the, like 150? Well, I mean, it's hard. I mean, we start with number one when we do these committee meetings. Um, because generally the most uh, debate happens in like the top 10. That's usually where most of the debate, because as you go further down, it's not so debatable. But yeah, I mean, we, we got done and there were still so many women that we wanted to include and we, we just couldn't, um, which is, I mean, a really good testament to women's wrestling. But I mean, I, I would put money down that it's going to continue to grow. I mean, we started at 150 because we thought let's keep it prestigious 
but there's still a lot of women that we weren't able to include that we should have. And so I mean, it's going to continue to grow. Absolutely. It definitely is. Now, what did you ladies think of uh, the 150 when you got? Well, I know, Ella, you saw it before, way before we did. But when you guys saw it, like, what did you guys think of the lineup? It was pretty solid. I was really um, happy about the top 10, especially because I'm such a fan of a lot of the women that were in the top 10. I mean, I'm a fan of a lot of the women that made the list in general, but there was quite a few indie people. I'm like, yes, I love this woman. I love her. So to see her, you know, them make the list was pretty awesome. So I was stoked. Yeah, there were people I would have liked to see, but as this being like the first time we got a solid women's list, it was, it was a really great list for the first go. For else? me, I would say that I am happy with the number one spot being Bianca Belair because I am. We're supposed a, to announce it. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm just messing, well. I was not messing with you, but we went from ten to one. But okay, <laughs> my bad. I'm excited. Everyone they know, so they they get with the program. But still, I am excited still for everyone else. I mean, I don't know everybody else though. You know, I could be lying. <laughs> They don't know that. I yeah, you call Heyman right now. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry, Tribal Chief. I apologize. Do not harm me. Anybody else? Emily, let's see if your audio works. Oh. No. no. <laughs> oh Lord. Um dang. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I've, I mean, of course I was on the committee, so, but overall is, I was pretty happy with it. And obviously wrestling is subjective. And of course, some people wanted some people higher, some people we thought could be lower. And so it came down to compromise and all of that. But overall, I must say I'm pretty happy with this list. All right. So let's get into number 10, even though number one was already announced. <laughs> we'll, get into, <laughs> we'll get into number 10, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, she wasn't even uh, ranked last year. She's been in the game for seven years. I mean, I remember I was first introduced to her through Mae Young. Um, she's been doing a phenomenal job. So um, how did you guys come to the number 10 spot? Well, typically, I mean, the easiest way to do these lists is, is going by title holders. I mean, that's really these. Or you start with a promotion and you go, who's held titles this year? Or, you know, the evaluation period. Um and so NXT, I mean, any of those promotions that are on TV a lot need to get that attention because they're the ones that are obviously seen the most. But she's held the title for so long. And I mean, it's it's no surprise that she didn't rank last year. And then, then this year she just skyrockets because that's sort of where her career path has gone over mm -hmm. the last year. What do everybody else think? I thought it was personally like she's definitely had a standout past year. Like she's been pushed to the moon and back ever since like late last year at war games and then defeating Rhea Ripley and obviously pinning Io Shirai in war games, if I'm correctly. So she's definitely had that momentum going forward. And again, as NXT women's tag team champion, and then that led up to her big win at NXT takeover stand and deliver. So she's definitely been on this upward trajectory for the last year and it's been pretty consistent. So so I think number 10 for her is a pretty fair spot. She's definitely been trusted in NXT. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree. She definitely went like from like she was on NXT, but not as much. And then once we knew it was like, OK, they're gearing for us to have her as champion soon. Like it was obvious. 
she kind of just went up on such a good trajectory that I'm, I'm okay with her being number 10 on the list. I feel like she's been a pretty cool, cool champion and she's been dominant. And I love Rhea Ripley, love her, but you know, it's also good to see women of color become champions. That's always such an important thing for me as a wrestling fan to see other women, you know, that's not, you know, the, yeah. So that's, that for me, it was great that she was able to do that and to, to be number 10 and never ranked before. It's like an amazing spot to debut on. Oh, I thought you were going to say something, Santana. What I did like, though, is um, it was like she either knew or she was prepared for it. Just her body change, like how she trained. And, you know, when she won uh, the belt and you saw the before and after pictures, the before was, I mean, there was nothing wrong with the before, but just how she changed her body to be champion-esque was, like, amazing. So definitely a kudos to her. Um, so, Kristen, you're going to have to help me with some of these names, so I'm not very versed. <laughs> That's so okay. we're gonna go. We're gonna go into the number nine spot. Tam Nakano. Tom Nakano. Yeah. Tom Nakano. Tam Nakano. So, um, I'm because of PWI and because of following bells, uh, bells to bells. Um, I'm getting more used to a lot of the Japanese or more int introduced to a lot of the Japanese wrestlers. So tell us a little bit about um, Tam, and then you know why she earned this uh, number nine spot. Well, she's had, I mean, an incredible year. I, I mean, if you are familiar with stardom or even maybe watch some stardom, you can tell, like, technician-wise, they're insane. I mean, they're they're training, like, all day. It's not like here where, you know, they're on <laughs> – no offense, but you see them, like, on the beach and, like, vacation. Like, they're constantly training. And so mm -hmm. their technical ability is just nuts. She won the Wonder of Stardom Championship. She's held that for like half the evaluation period, which is a huge, huge deal. I think she was in some of the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, she was in a dark match on Wrestle Kingdom, which is Stardom Girls is, I mean, that's like, if you're picked to be on a dark match for Wrestle Kingdom, that's a huge, huge deal. And she's really led, she's really one of the leaders, at least with Stardom, as far as, you know, storylines go and you know interest and i mean in in the ring it's hard to beat her it really is ella agreed too i mean again going into this i am not who was one who is very familiar with a lot of the joshi wrestlers but that is again one of the names that even if you don't know a lot of joshi wrestling tom nakano is definitely one name who's always in the conversation with like julia and siri and of course uh utami and so i feel like her name is always i've seen like consistently like on twitter and timeline so definitely noteworthy like, even if you don't follow it necessarily like myself she's definitely one who's absolutely dominated this last year the question is um i don't know if you can speak to this Kristen. like Kristen, like as far as because we had sasha Banks, she went over to train there and you know we hear about stardom a lot and we hear about training over in japan a lot um, do Japanese wrestlers look at WWE or American wrestling like um, I need to get over there or is it more of, well, you know, if it happens, it happens. Like, what's the mindset? I think it depends. I mean, it's all it, it's like here, you know, there are lots of women who go over to, to Japan to train and they do their runs. But not everybody wants to do that because it is it's all up to what you want to do. Um, we actually have an interview with Yuka Sakazaki coming out this weekend. And she, her her 
the, the wrestler that inspired her to be a wrestler was Eddie Guerrero. Mm. So, I mean, they pay attention, which was like, inc- I thought like Emi Sakura, like I was told to guess and I'm like, Emi Sakura. I like, I didn't know that they paid so close attention to here, but they do. They really do. Um, Hannah Kimura was always wanting to come here. And, and frankly, they do like to come here for certain events. Like they always want to come for Wrestle Kingdom, but it just depends. I think on the wrestler, like, not every woman wants to go to Japan and train. You know, I think it all just depends on your your desires as, as a wrestler, really. Okay. So we're going to go to the number eight spot, Io Shirai. So uh, she's been in the game for 14 years. She looks like she's 12, so kudos to her. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's ranked in 2020 num- the number nine spot. So um, incredible run. I love the... I love what she's doing. I feel like they're giving her more personality now um, mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, sometimes, and I love me some WWE, so no knock to them, but sometimes they just really pen to the the stereotypes. And I really like the fact that, you know, they're expanding beyond that. So what was, uh, what did she do, do in deserving of this number eight spot? I mean, what did she do? Right? Like she <laughs> was like the belt holder, frankly. I mean, we talk about Raquel, but she was the belt holder and, and they couldn't find, in my opinion, a decent feud. But I think that's because it's really hard to stand up against EO. I mean, she's incredible, right? And she's stardom, right? She's Joshi. She comes from that area. Mm-hmm. She's just incredible. I remember last Halloween Havoc, I know it's coming up on a year now, her match with Candice LeRae. And and then you got to see, like, old Candice LeRae. Mm-hmm. And they brought that out in each other. I mean, she's always a showstopper. She's always a favorite. Uh, I know a lot of people don't care for Poppy, but I really like her entrance music. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with her ranking. <laughs> but like, how do you not love, how do you not love EO, really? I mean, how do you not adore her? Honestly, yeah. Like EO Shirai was champion, whether it was the NXT Women's Champion or the NXT Women's Tag Team Champion during this evaluation period. There was really only a two-month period in her absence that she did not hold any championship, like two or three months. So she was champion for a good majority of the year. And of course, she had great matches against like Mercedes Martinez, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, until she lost it at TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And I think it's really telling that Io Shirai has been top 10 for four years in a row. that itself, that itself, I think, thinks speaks a lot of volumes to her, and she's entertaining as heck. So Io Shirai at number eight just feels right. I agree, and I love how that she is with Zoe Stark, and Zoe's kind of bringing out that mm-hmm. personality for her that she mm-hmm. kind of like luster to. She's always so serious, always so wild and crazy and whatnot. So to see her be with Zoe, trying to give her some type of personality and whatnot and actually be defending these these tag team titles is is it's amazing like it it has been a really really rocky journey for her with her holding the nxt women's title um but nonetheless it doesn't take away from her talent she has one of the most crispy moonsaults that i have seen in a very very long time like it's like it's it's everything and i'm such a huge fan of eo Uh, Yeah, same. I was fortunate enough to kind of be introduced to her style of wrestling before NXT. So I got to see a lot of her Josie stuff. And she was always like super badass. So when she got to WWE, it's like, yay, where people can kind of see her do her thing. And uh, like Santana said, uh, her moonsault is like 
perfection. <laughs> it's just always like she does it, you know, effortlessly. And then she's kind of tiny. And I'm always for the tinier, more women who's kind of on the tiny side doing cr great things. Cause it's like, yay, if I could wrestle, that would be me kind of, but you know, do it for me. So, <laughs> so I always like seeing like smaller women, uh, just do really awesome things in the ring and she definitely was like an amazing uh champion nxt uh i was again i always a fan of a lot of them but it's like yay she gets her time to kind of be like dominant and you know the match with her and candace Lorray, if nothing else should have definitely put her like if you wasn't checking for her before you should be checking for her after that match so definitely glad that she's in the top 10. Also, can we talk about that War Games tr uh, trash can last year? I just totally remembered that. That itself was iconic, too. Definitely. <laughs> so question, when you guys, for the period of picking the 150, what's the, what's month to month, like, what's, when do you start and when's the cutoff period? Uh, for this one, it's, so it's December 1st, or not December, excuse October. me, October 1st yeah. until uh, September 30th. So. Okay, so that was part of I like I feel like we're still in the pandemic, but that was part of the pandemic. Yeah. I don't know, I'm confused. Yeah, yeah it definitely was, and okay. it was still hard to pick 150 wrestlers. So, and did that? Did you count that as part of the criteria? Because there are some wrestlers. Um, I guess I guess when you're talking more, you know, WWE Impact, where they where we're watching television, it's live. Mm -hmm. Um, to like carrying the show with no audience, like that took another skill in itself. Was so was that a part yeah. of the criteria as well? Well, I mean, you know, the it factor, I think, would probably play into that. But a lot of it is we had to adjust the number of matches. Like, typically, you need 10 to qualify within the year. Normal years, everybody qualifies. It's really hard to not qualify. Mm -hmm. um, but this year, and, and even the last list, we had to change it to it have six matches total over six months. So it just meant that you were active for, like, half the year, essentially. So... Um, yeah, I mean, that's all stuff that you think about, but you know, typically that's like push or it factor. It more came down to like, were they just active? And of course, like the bigger promotions, they are active, right? That they, they have the TV contracts, they have all that stuff. So, yeah. Right. So let's move on to our number seven spot. Another help with this name. <laughs> sure. Shuri. Shuri. Like sure, and then E. Yep, Shuri. Shuri. <laughs> so there is, I'm, it harkens back to uh, Ella when we did the interview with uh, Shaza McKenzie. Shaza. She, <laughs> she's still doing it. I'm still, I'm still terrible. Well, um, but I didn't know about Shuri's name until, like, I, I was saying Siri. Like, that's I why I said that. <laughs> but then I, I was preparing for the oral sessions thing, and I was listening it's actually John Pollock on Post Wrestling, and he said Shuri, and I'm like, oh, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? So yeah, Shuri, I guess. Sure. <laughs> My bad. So, uh, so she's in the number seven spot um, again. So, what kind of qualified her to be in that seventh position? So Shuri, I actually had the opportunity to interview Shuri and Julia, who are part of a tag team, well, a faction really called Donna Del Mondo. And Donna Del Mondo is, in a sense, the faction really right now of stardom. They are tearing it up. They hold all the titles. Her and Julia hold the Goddesses of Stardom Championship, which is like their version of tag teams. Um, and she also holds the SWA, which typically is meant for like 
um, like foreigners. So like usually like Dee Priestley will hold it or like, you know, people like that. Like I think Thunder Rosa held it at one point. I feel like maybe I'm mistaken. Mm-hmm. So did Jamie Hayter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's meant to be from for foreigners, but because of the pandemic and she's, she's actually not completely uh, Japanese. So they let her hold it for that reason. But she has a background in MMA. She's incredibly intense. Like when I, I, it was a written interview, but you could tell through her answers that she was all business. Like Julia was very sweet. Shiri is there to kick your ass and you can tell. And she does, I mean, incredible in-ring work. She does the stare down. She has wins over like the top women. I mean, she, she has, there was back in June, a really good fight between her and Atami. And Atami's number two. And she, they, they got a count out. So she's incredible. Like she, hands down. I'm surprised, frankly, Shuri isn't higher on the list, if I'm being honest. Wait a minute. Why, how are you surprised? Aren't you the person who? I don't we, get to make the list. We all didn't get what we wanted in this list. PK, I will tell you. you that. Let me tell you, I'm happy with the top five. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with oh, the top yeah. ten. Mm-hmm. But I actually had a different number one. So Ooh. we have to we have to debate. We have to, and it came down to a tiebreaker vote. Half of us had a different number one. Ooh. So I mean, we don't get to like it's not. I'm a fangirl of Shuri. I don't get to like make her number one. I mean, Tommy had a better year than she did, but but Shuri, you know, the 12 years pro, I think if there was like a Japanese version of Thunder Rosa, this is Shuri. She's mm. been all over the place. She was in CMML. She's been everywhere. She's got multiple sports backgrounds. You know, if, if you don't, if you watch anybody's matches in Stardom, you really got to watch some Shuri stuff. It's incredible. Okay, well, we have to get back to when, when we get to our number one, we're going to find out who you wanted your number one to be. So we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into that. I can't remember. One or not. I, can't remember if, uh, I don't know, actually. It was kept secret. So, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So, our next, our number six spot, Sasha Banks, who had an incredible, um, I mean, man, Crown Jewel, like they all did an incredible job. And I'm really happy, shout out to WWE for giving the ladies, you know, more than three minutes. So that was great. They had an incredible match. Um, So, and she's dropped a little bit, but you know, there's reasons why. So kind of give us the breakdown of uh, how she got into this number six spot. Well, you know, she had, she had the SmackDown Women's Championship, but I think probably the biggest thing is that, you know, she did lose it at WrestleMania. Like she was there. Of course. And, and, you know, you could tell by after the match, just her laughing and being all excited was, but she was happy with the result. But, you know, she, was she there the whole, I can't remember if she had some time off either. Yeah. She had a couple months where she wasn't there during the evaluation period. About four months. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that comes down to it too. Like Bailey wasn't that high because she's been gone for so long kind of thing. Like we know that they're, really great in the ring it's got Mm -hmm. nothing to do with that but we we have to account for like activity and and how long they've been on tv kind of thing we have the wrestling classic (laughs) voicing their opinion (laughs) sasha should always be number one yeah (laughs) yeah i agree like trust me i'm a sasha stan she's number one in my book all the time but um you know she and the thing is she did take off time to act but also we we thought like that was a reason to put her in the top 10 is because she's brought like when people talk about the Bellas, you know, she's brought new eyes to wrestling. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely has. Any other comments? I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. Like Kristen said, like Sasha Banks is always fantastic, but it's also taking into account activity. And so I think that's really primarily the reason why she dropped a bit. Nothing to discredit her in-ring work. She's been fantastic and main evented WrestleMania, but it's just taking into account her absence too from wrestling. But go on, Kat. I know you wanted to say something. Oh, no, I was just... um gonna agree actually like i love sasha banks um she's what i would call like iconic wwe women like the women that just kind of stands out and i definitely agree with her being on the mandalorian kind of putting eyes on wrestling if you wasn't a wrestling fan before because i remember the episode after but it was like she did a wrestling move and they kept saying she did that and it was like well if you didn't know you know now but um i would agree also it's like she was missing quite a few times when, you know, we thought we would get Sasha and something and then we didn't get Sasha for a few times. So I definitely understand her being lower. Uh, like Sasha's great, but we can't like discredit the women that were kind of grinding like right. the whole time. And so for that, I, I definitely understand like why she's six. You have to understand the top 10 too is, well, really the top 20 was incredibly competitive. And sometimes it came down to one thing. Like, the number one and number two, it came down to, like, intangibles versus work rate. I mean, it came down to one thing. And so, like, Sasha, in my book, would be above some other women. But it really just comes down, like, to one or two things. It was hard. Are we going to find out what your personal list is? As we're getting as we're getting closer, or are you gonna keep? Well, that? I don't know that I even have my personal list anymore. I don't make them anymore because I find they just completely change. But I will tell you my number one when we get there. Okay. Sure. All right. Cool. I'm cool with that. Uh, Santana, do you have anything about to say about Miss Sasha Banks? Um, I will say that I do agree with each and every one of you. Sasha is top tier. Um, she is a uh, amazing um, in the ring. Maybe not on the mic skill, but she definitely can do her thing in the ring and for her to go to, you know, being a wrestler and then going into the acting field and going to travel. And even on the time when she was not in the ring or she was in the ring, but not necessarily on TV while she was still working, learning different moves, learning to how to improve her craft. And when I, we've seen a lot of the moves she's been doing now, so she's gotten back, you know, for her second return and hopefully she stays um after ground jewel and whatnot um but i'm i mean i'm happy with with sasha still being you know in the top 10 you know last year she was in what the third spot so her going to six i still believe that she she deserved that six spot yeah it's uh absolutely i mean yeah we'll see we'll see if she stays i mean sasha's i think I don't know if she's going to be on the trajectory of like the rock and cena but i think she's definitely on her way to have some type of career outside of wrestling where we're going to see like a half foot in half foot out type thing because you know you can't really get bigger than star wars and then you know now her face is everywhere so you know and then i was actually (laughs) looking and there's like this website that shows all your agents and managers she has like four of them so um oh yeah she's got that like attitude too that if you don't give her what she deserves she's just gonna go find it elsewhere so yes yeah. <laughs> uh, deserving. Um, I'm not necessarily, you know, I don't know about this spot, but I love the fact that she is on this list. Uh, Thunder Rosa, the number five, number fifth spot. Um, she is absolutely incredible and she's done so much in a very short amount of time. Like, I really don't think she sleeps. Um, 
So how did she come to this spot? And here's my prediction. Uh, next year, this time, she will be in the number one spot. That's bold. Well, wow. you know. I, well, I, I, I'll start with saying why she wasn't higher. Was because she didn't hold a major title for really the about. For like for the first couple of weeks, she held NWA, right? Mm -hmm. And then she dropped it to Deeb. Um, and then towards the end, she had Warrior Wrestling that she won from Kylie, Kylie Ray, but that's not really necessarily considered like a world championship. So that's really the only reason why she wasn't higher, frankly. Um, a lot of the reason why she's so high, not only because she's everywhere, she has been like the forbidden door. Yeah, because she's creating opportunities for women, and that was like really an important part of why we ranked her so high was that she's making room at the table, mm -hmm. and she's you know I've asked her specifically like are you getting the women the bookings from Mission Pro to all these other and she'll say no they're they're getting it on their own which they are, but I happen to know like she's definitely helping them out and that's amazing. I mean to to spend that time pushing other women and not just in the ring, but backstage. Right. That's incredible. Um, not to mention she had the lights out match was like one of the best matches in women's wrestling of the, of the year. Right. Yeah. I mean, not to mention all the work she does in only seven years pro. And you know, when wow went under the first time we thought, okay, well, you know, this is going to be kind of it for a lot of those women, but she was one of those that bounced back really hard. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, well, anybody? you know, I did uh, just do like the article on Thunder Rosa. So I'm a like huge uh, fan of hers. And that was one of the things I mentioned, I believe in my top five was literally about the Mission Pro wrestling. I women's wrestling, you know, We've it's grown for 2021, but you know there's still those people who kind of dis diminish what women wrestlers do in the ring, and I like that she goes out of her way to not only have that women's promotion, but she definitely is like making sure her people get opportunities, and like a lot of them did show up on AEW, which is like mm -hmm. super amazing. Like yeah, Big Swole, and I love her. And so you got like all these like cool other wrestlers popping up, but she and then for all the things that she done and just her career in general, like all the titles she's held over the years and just even her popping um up at AEW, but like uh, Kristen said, her being kind of the forbidden dog, like she was literally, I think the first, I believe wrestler to make the appearance to another promotion in AEW. So that um in itself, and then to be part of the first main event for AEW that featured women just in this year, <laughs> like the year, bracket is just amazing in itself and she's like usually in one of those kind of moments that's like ah oh, this is a good moment for Ada and she's in that moment so um I'm okay I don't know if I would put her five but definitely top 10 I, I definitely feel like she's top 10 because she's done so much like I said just within the last you know year she's done mm -hmm. a lot for wrestling and for putting women's wrestling on the map and just being like great I feel like she makes people's matches better when she wrestles like they she forces the her opponent to be better because she's so good in the ring. Very true. Yeah, I, I think that um well we'll when we get into this next one, then I'll refer back to Thunder Rosa. So our number first our number fourth spot is DMD Dr. Britt Baker. 
Um, wow. She's been, I think, less years than Thunder Rosa. So six years pro, which I still can't believe because I I swear, like even when we started with women's wrestling um, talk, it was just kind of like, I've well, we've been around for four years. So that makes sense. But it feels like she's been around for a lot longer. And um, I think that she is the ultimate mean girl that you love to hate. Like, I love the fact that it's just like she's just so good at being mean, but she's also so nice in real life. It's it's very it's very you know weird. Um, that crossover is like you know is wrestling real type stuff. But um, I I'm kind of happy with the spot, and I think that you know once Britt Baker makes her run, I think Thunder Rosa might take the belt off her when they're finally like, okay, it's time. I think it's gonna be Thunder Rosa's time. Yeah, the thing with Britt too, and again, I'll start with why she's not higher because I I made a joke to Renee that I'm, I'm probably going to get like a lot of hate that we didn't make her higher. And, and I mean, there is an argument to make that she could be higher, but I think really activity wise again. Right. And that's not her fault. It's not mm -hmm. her fault that she wasn't on TV a ton. That's, that's management. Right. Um, but that is again, something that you have to kind of think of is that she has the belt for what, like half the period, um, not even that, I don't think. And, and she just wasn't on TV a ton in the ring, at least. But what makes her so compelling is like her in-ring work. I mean, not just the talent and the skill sets, but the the she always knows where that hard cam is. Always knows where that hard and is always cheesing up to it. Is always mm -hmm. you know making faces and um, knowing what her next move is. And it's, I mean, it's so hard to not love her. And I've been to multiple, you know, multiple cities for, for AEW with shows, and they all love her an extreme amount. I mean, the pop, it's it's sometimes, and I was there for the CM Punk pop, and it, it got pretty close. <laughs> uh, same thing with the Narosa. I mean, those it's a real thing. They they love her. I would argue she is the face of AEW quite often. Yeah. There it is. And Emily, she couldn't, she had some audio issues, but she definitely said something. The TBS belt is something we considered, which might make it a little bit harder for you to uh, next year, even harder than it was this year. <laughs> so good I mean, luck. Those are great problems to have though, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's part of what made it so great was we have the R, we have all these women's divisions being revamped. We have belts being reintroduced, introduced. There's new talent, and now all these women are getting signed from the Indies, so then all these other women are going to come up that we haven't seen yet. And it's, I mean, it's a really good problem to have. Nobody's complaining here. <laughs> very, very true. Anybody yeah. else? I think Brit. I think Britt at number four is is rightful. I know some people are like, why isn't Britt Baker higher? But like Kristen said, it's she is the face of AEW and did hold the championship. But even when she she wasn't always in in-ring competition, she was always on TV making promos and all of that. But she was also injured for a bit, too, during this evaluation period, which took her out of in-ring action for a few weeks, if not months. And so Britt Baker, to me, I feel like is rightful at number four. Um, the three people above her were obviously a lot more active. And so, I mean, I know some people might differ because she is arguably the face of AEW and definitely the face of the women's division. But to me, Britt Baker at number four sits right, especially with the people ahead of her. Yeah. And you have to think of uh, quality of competition. So not to say that the women's division in AEW is crap because we know better than that. But mm -hmm. there are a lot of women in like the top, like Chris Statlander, 
you know, that were out, they were out and they weren't participating. So you were relying on Tay Conti quite a bit, which is not a bad thing, but you know, she does not have as much experience. So quality of competition for Brit during that time wasn't always the best either. Um, and yeah, I mean, she, it, we don't want to punish women for the decisions of management, no. mm -hmm. but you know, there's a reason I think that, you know, their top woman is not higher. It's because there's just, there's no, there's no match times that we're seeing. There's very, I mean, not that WWE is any better, let's be honest, but you know, <laughs> um, so hopefully this sort of kicks AEW in the butt a little bit with this new title and, and maybe we'll see a lot more women. I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. There it is. Santana? <laughs> Um, for me, I, I do like Britt Baker. There was a time where I'd never like with her not wrestling that often, I never knew how good she was in the ring. And until I saw her match with Ruby Soho and, uh, and Chris Statliner, it was, I can tell that she is, she's really, really good in the ring. And she, when she cuts her promos, it's everything. She has a crowd's attention. Um, she definitely is that face of the women's division for AEW, although it lacks luster, but not because of the women, because of how they book their matches and whatnot. So um, I feel that maybe next year, Britt could be higher than the number four spot. I do feel like she could be that way. Cause right now she's on a high. She's not, I don't feel like she's losing that title anytime soon anyway. Like Britt is a, of a favorite like she is so over to the point where i feel as if like if they would let her lose to the wrong person it would be a riot mm -hmm. agreed <laughs> yes no i don't see her dropping the title at all anytime soon frankly give her some time to run with it yeah. katrina uh, so I'm going to probably get some slack for saying this. Uh -oh. I do not think she should be number four. And I know it was a hard thing, but the fact that she wasn't actually wrestling for so long, like there was parts when she really was not in the ring. And while I'm, oh, I love a good promo work. I love that getting me invested enough that either I want to cheer for you or I'm like, ew, you're bothering me. I want the person to, you know, get this <laughs> win over you because that's me. Uh, <laughs> if I hit a heel enough, I'll be like, okay, you just kick their butt in the ring and it's all good. So I do admire her promo work, but I'm also, again, where like how the Thunder Rosa match, where I know a lot of people focus on the fact that she bled through the match. I felt like Thunder Rosa had a lot more and you could, I could, t at least for me, I felt like I can tell the difference between the two of them in the ring. And for that, I wouldn't put her. I do think she's definitely top 10. Uh, because she has had a, a hell of a year, especially after winning the title. And then she does have that, like you say, TK, the, you kind of want to hate her because <laughs> she kind of have like that arrogance a bit. Like you're like, ew, I don't, ew, can we not? Like I wouldn't mm -hmm. necessarily like you in school or something like that, but I wouldn't put her top five. I would probably put her like maybe eight or something if I was like putting her on the list, but not top five. I don't think because she did miss, and I know it's not necessary, it's not her fault that, you know, AEW was whatever when it came to time management with the women in general or putting like women on the dark matches, which I, that's a whole rant I won't get into, but um, <laughs> um, for that reason, I wouldn't put her in top five though because of that. Because it's like, you had a lot like, some of the other women that are under her 
worked a lot more this year, I feel like, in the ring, even with her holding the title. And for that, I wouldn't really put her for. But outside of that, she's great. I just, I feel like AW fans might feel a way that I don't think she should be for. <laughs> Sorry, well, yeah. the mascot. <laughs> Instagram and social media is there. So feel free to uh, tag her. At now, her. Oh, ouch. Yeah, now well, this it's... number three spot, um, you know, I, I got the opportunity to go to NWA in St. Louis, where I got to hang out with Ella Jade in, in real in real life in IRL. And I found out some, you know, some great things about her. So I want you, Ella, to announce this number three spot since you have so much love for this this lady. Number three is the Virtuosa, the Reina de Reina's champion and the two-time knockouts champion, Diana Perrazzo. Look at the smile on her face. It's, <laughs> their Twitter, the Twitter her. exchange between Ella, Deanna, and Mickey James is absolutely hilarious to me. <laughs> it makes me chuckle every single time. It's it's definitely a highlight to my days when I catch it. So uh, shout to you for that. Uh, but yeah, the number three spot. So uh, what got her into this spot? Well, and I, I will probably get kicked in the butt for admitting this, but I'm going to let you know a little secret. Me and uh, the editor-in-chief, Kevin, last night were talking a little bit about actually somebody that we missed. And he said that there's actually a pretty good argument for Deanna at number one. There really is. And and part of it is because she is, you know, two belts, right? She's also one of those that is opening that forbidden door. And yes, Thunder Rosa did, but, you know, Deanna's got the two belts. Right. And Deanna, you know, she leaves the other promotion where they're not appreciating her. She jumps right into impact. Does it place it smart, doesn't sign any contracts, thinks I'm just going to wait it out and see what happens. And they want her so badly that they give her the belt pretty much immediately. And then she holds it for a while, drops it to Sue for like a month or something, and then holds it again for like a gazillion years and becomes the champion. And she's also incredibly great on the mic and i know it because she's a very sweet human being and then she gets on the mic and like katrina said you're like because she just has this attitude about her you're like wow just calm down with the ego you know but everything she touches is gold she touches things and it's gold and and honestly one of the most humble human beings to media you know, me and Warren, we went there also at Empower and we were trying to interview her and she's eating. And I'm like, don't bother her. She's eating. And she's like, no, 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 come on, let's do this. Like she's super kind, um, is also a very great technical wrestler, has trained under some amazing people and continues to improve. And that's something that's really important too, is that she's not just like willing to settle for where she's at. She wants to get better. Anybody else? She's been everywhere, too. She has mm -hmm. been definitely one of the most consistent. And like Kristen said, I mean, personally, and I mean, biasly, but also not not biasly. Like, Deanna, <laughs> there's that argument for her at number one. Like, she's not only, like, defended. She's def also defended the championship multiple times outside of the impact zone. I'm frozen. Am I not frozen anymore? Perfect. Now you're back. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Deanna also defended the knockouts championship multiple times outside of the impact zone, like against Roxy, obviously also against Fabi Apache. And I think they're, um, I mean, the Mercedes one is obviously outside of the evaluation period, but, um, 
like she's been absolutely everywhere on the indies and in impact, obviously at NWA and power. She's beaten the likes of jazz, ODB, Taylor Wilde, Melina. She has plowed through this impact uh, knockouts division with the exception of Tasha Steeles, I would say. And so she's dominated everywhere and she's been consistently champion except for maybe a three week period. So and she's just everywhere and is always at the forefront of the knockouts division. So there's definitely that argument for her being number one. She's definitely been so consistent throughout this whole evaluation period. And she's been like, again, much like Thunder Rosa, kind of everywhere. Yes. And I will say, too, you know, we talked about women going around in different countries to hone her skills. Mm-hmm. This is one. You know, mm-hmm. she's been everywhere because she she really wants to take it seriously. Again, why is she not number one? Well, impact is not seen really worldwide. There are some countries that's really hard to find it, or they're just not really like the UK. I get people mm-hmm. DMing me out like, "How do you watch this?" <laughs> so it it's just not as seen as as much as maybe the other promotions. Yeah. But I, you know, we got these. Thunder Rosa is going to be number one. I don't know, man. I think if Deanna keeps on this path, I I think there's a good argument for her being number one next year. Mm, I could see that too. I could see that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Impact. I love Impact. I love their storylines. But it's even in America sometimes it's like, <laughs> <laughs> what channel are you on now? Right. Yeah. Like it's 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 <laughs> it's. It's it's difficult. Um, yeah, we won't. You know, I'll be like, Kat, I'm not gonna go on my rant because I I do love impact. <laughs> but uh, here is a here is a question a little outside of the 150. Who do you think can take the belt off of Diana? Well, from the I mean, are we talking like in general or from impact? Let's talk about impact. Let's talk about impact. I, see, Impact is really hard to predict because they have a tendency to give title shots to, like, people who've been there for a while. Like, I, I feel like I always get used to the way that WWE does things where you're like, oh, there's going to be somebody new or someone they've been feuding with. And I feel like with Impact, it's not as predictable. Like, we could show up one day and Rosemary has it. Or, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's really hard to predict with Impact. But... Like maybe Chelsea Green comes and gets it or something. Mm. That would be like fantastic feud. <laughs> Friends I, fighting. <laughs> I think it might be Tasha Steeles. I mean, we we've seen her kind of go on this singles run momentum. She plowed all the way to the finals of that knockouts knockdown tournament and she lost. But I feel like that was really the first time since the split of fire and flavor that we've seen something out of her. And they've also been teasing it on Twitter too, between her and Deanna and, and Gail and everybody. So I think we're getting a little shades of this potential singles run for Tasha Steeles. And so I think the fact that they had her go all the way to the finals, granted she didn't win, but that I, I think is the, really propelling her forward. So it might be even Tasha Steeles. Cause like I said, we have not seen Tasha and Deanna one-on-one in impact. So there it is. Millie in the chat says two years from now, Thunder Rose will be number one after Deanna is so. There, there's there's the prediction right there as <laughs> there. well. Uh Santana, you have anything to say? Um, I'm I would say that as far as me getting hooked on Deanna's run in NXT, well not NXT, but like when she was in NXT wise, um, you know, it wasn't that great, but moving forward to see her in impact and literally showing that, you know, not saying that Dodie dropped the ball or whatnot, but just say that she has really grown onto me. 
Um, honestly, because at one point I thought she didn't have like no type of personality at all whatsoever, but to actually see her growth, it is amazing. And within the time frame of this list and whatnot, to see her be number three spot is is solid. Like I will agree with that. Uh, with her being top three, definitely for sure, for sure. So we'll see what happens. Another name that I don't think is on the list. Um, I mean, and I know why, but Chelsea Green. So she might be a factor, a huge factor. Is she on the list? Yeah. What number? She's, she's in the one twenties. Okay. Yeah. So I, given the fact that everything that um, we're seeing from her now, because we know obviously with W, like the time period of everything, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 40 days out, now she's again everywhere. I'm going to be interested to see, you know, again, some more difficult um, decisions for you guys for next year. She's 135, um, by the way, just for okay. the record, I just checked. So 135, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna move, move to the number two spot again, Kristen. I need your help. <laughs> I love that I am because I would normally not be this person. Uh, Utami Hayashishida. Utami Hayashishida. Yeah, just call her Utami. Utami. Don't yeah. ask me to say it again, though. <laughs> so uh, what? She was the number two spot. Um, what you know, number two is very close to one, obviously. Uh, so what? What got her to this number? Number Great two math, spot? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's That's right there. (laughs) I will say this was my number one. And I came into the meeting with a different number one. And Pat LaProd, who is like a French Canadian women's wrestling legend, he's on these ranking committees. And he convinced nearly all of us at the time that this should be number one. She's three years pro. So she's essentially what you would call like a real big newbie, especially in in stardom. She's a rookie, right? She comes in. She almost like a year later wins the stardom, like the stardom belt, right? This is a red belt. So this is the belt and, and holds it for almost a year now and is defended against the top of the top cream of the crop over there in stardom um has like every single match she has is a banger like there's just no bad matches that she has I mean she's really there's a lot of there's a lot of stardom fans who are not in love with her because she came in and just sort of ran ran amok on everybody but she Mm -hmm. um despite her inexperience is incredibly great in the ring um she holds herself like a champ and I know that's not necessarily like criteria but you know when you hold yourself like a champ people start treating you like a champ and she's Mm -hmm. one of those that just walks around and just beats up everybody I mean she's beaten people like like B Priestley right like people who have been around and have been around in a stardom for a long time and she just she took over um and there were people who like I know in in the committee ranking um meeting people would say like I wasn't really aware of your Tommy I wasn't aware of stardom, but then I hear, you know, you Tommy has a really great match with so-and-so and suddenly they're aware of stardom and they're watching mm-hmm. it. And so she's brought in a lot of new faces and it's, I mean, <laughs> there's a thing called push, right? But she's earned it. I mean, she really has earned it. Anybody else? <laughs> Again, go ahead, Kat. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I actually really like you, Tommy. Um, I kind of new to stardom. I want to say probably a little over a year. I started watching stardom during quarantine. 
and I was trying to like find things to watch. And so I kind of just binge watched a bunch of stardom matches. Um, and for somebody to be so new to wrestling, she kind of like in the ring, like she's a veteran, like very like experienced, even though she's only less than five years in. And I like that. And I get like how some fans feel about people kind of getting placed over others, you know, the ones who might, they want people to work extra hard and have this like struggle to the top. And while the underdog story is good and all, I'm also perfectly fine with a person if they're just talented, well, here's a push. Like, and I thought, yeah, we know companies do what they do, you know, as far as like background stuff, as far as who gets pushed when, but she's also very talented. And like, I, I'm assuming that has helped considerably why she has been so like out in front of stardom like that is because she's so talented again being very very new to wrestling so i'm a really big fan of her i'm perfectly fine <laughs> with her being number two because i have when we get to number one i'll tell you why <laughs> i'm okay with her being you know the spot that was for number one but i definitely uh love you tommy i think she's she's one of my favorites from stardom and I just, I feel like I just told somebody like two weeks ago to watch one of her matches because it was like this really cool spot. And I'm like, just watch it and then tell me you're not a fan after this. Like stuff like that. And you just get like so into the match that you're like, oh my God. So she gives me that type of feeling when I watch her wrestle, just like super dominant and just really like experience. It seems like in the ring for somebody again, less than five years. There it is. Uh, Santana? Um, I'm not too much familiar with her, um, but from all of the great comments you guys have given about her, I'm probably going to go uh, check her out and see see why she's number two. <laughs> There's just like so much like wrestling in general. And then I really like the fact that like we really concentrate on women's wrestling because there's just I could. There's a lot of wrestling. There is a yes. lot of wrestling, folks. Not complaining. I'm just saying it's it's a lot to ingest on a week, weekly and daily basis. But, you know, yeah. here we are. The number one spot, um, Santana, since you started it off, I, I guess I'll just I'll have you announce <laughs> her again for us. <laughs> the number one spot is. OK, let me. <clears throat> the number one spot is the EST of WWE, the quickest, the tougher, the rougher, the fastest, the, the best. Like, girl, uh-uh. <laughs> she go here now. And she's the number one spot. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty obvious why she's number one. And I think y'all can probably talk on that a lot more than I can. But here's where we get to, like, literally, Ella can attest to this. There were email chains and email chains that I got heated about who was going to be number one between her and Utami. Um, and, and it came down again to these intangibles versus like Utami's like work rate. And really with Bianca, it was representation and what she stood for, for a lot of women and a lot of men that didn't feel like they were represented. And the moments that she had were chill-inducing, and there's a reason for that. And mm -hmm. she deserves them. It's not like she was given these. I mean, she is talented. But I think y'all can talk probably more about that. Than <laughs> <laughs> Chat, <laughs> Ella? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, like Kristen said, there was a lot of back and forth, but um, I mean, Kristen said her number one. Bianca Belair was my number one in that final decision. And like Kristen said, a lot of it influence is definitely a huge part of the criteria. And of course, she was also a champion. And again, that WrestleMania main event with Sasha Banks went beyond wrestling. There was a whole message mm -hmm. to it. And of course, like she got a freaking espy. Like, talk about influence. You know, it she just really transcended wrestling. And of course, she's great in the ring, has great um, like charisma and great everything, her ring gear and everything. So she's definitely had great in-ring achievement as the Royal Rumble winner, WrestleMania main event winner. But for me, the deciding factor in deciding was that influential criteria, which, like Kristen said, like representation definitely matters. And so for me, Bianca Belair was number one. And the fact that she sews her outfits, do you guys add that to the criteria as well? Because <laughs> well, so I mean, she looks like a star, right? Like, yeah. yeah, but she looks like a star. Yeah. Okay. That was actually one of the things I was going to mention. Just my <laughs> my praise of Bianca Belair is that sis be like sewing stuff, and I can't like I can get a button, possibly sew a button. <laughs> You know, I don't, I didn't get those skills from my mom and my grandmother, or I can't really sew. She sews such amazing clothes. Like you would think that this was a job she had before she decided to wrestle, before she was like doing the athletics that she was doing. But not only, like, I love her attitude. I'm all for black women not toning themselves down. And, and I know this, again, this does extend past wrestling when there's always that stereotype of how black women are you know she get to wear her gold earrings she get to have her long braid and these are things that you know not just in wrestling but in general when they want women to tone that down and she doesn't and i love that and then even today i did see the clip of her like one arm pressing uh sasha picks at that match and i'm like like if you what can you not do bianca it's like mm -hmm. you could do everything and she does it with a smile and even you know, I think believe it was mentioned earlier with Sasha Banks where like after the match, you kind of see her kind of smiling because I think, you know, we all knew just how important it was to see two black women just main event WWE's biggest event. But in general, right now, at least one of wrestling's biggest pay-per-views ever, you have two black women just main eventing that. And so just that experience as a fan, as a black woman, but just like she's amazing. Like she's so athletic. She's so like beautiful and just I feel like I'm like super fangirling right now, but she's amazing. And she, I was happy when I saw she was number one. I was like, mm-hmm, like, yeah, I'm gonna have me be extra annoying today on social media because I'm gonna be like, mm-hmm, Bianca's one. <laughs> like, as long as we all know <laughs> who made number one in this list is Bianca and very deservingly so. And even with her strength with men, like, she picked up, um, and I can never, she did that with ease. It just, she's just so amazing and everything and so like humble and again, unapologetically her. And so for mm -hmm. me, perfect number one like yeah hands down <laughs> yeah i really agree um you just in general beyond like just sometimes ww just other promotions period they play to the stereotypes and with um bianca belair there's like it's like that perfect blend where it's just like yes because people could take how she is and then create a stereotype for it so i don't know how she managed to do that but it's just the perfect blend of you know this is how i am this is what i represent this is who i am and y'all are not going to change me. like it's just it's it's amazing and i just it just really dawned on me three nights ago i had a dream about bianca belair which is hilarious 
And I saw her somewhere and I pulled her aside. I'm like, look, I saw you at this CrossFit game and I knew you were a star back then. I just want to let you know that I've been repping you ever since. And that was literally the dream. And then she smiles, gives me a hug and then walks off. So I don't know if that's what's going to happen for the rest of the year, but I just wanted to put it out in the universe. Um, I am a super fan of Bianca Belair. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen with her? Because again, um, I don't want to spoil it. Do you guys, you guys know what happened Crown Jewel, right? Yeah. So she didn't get the belt. So what do you think? Do you think she's going to get the belt again? Or do you think she's going to have this kind of thing about her that it doesn't matter if she has the belt or not, she's still going to be a star. She's always going to be in the picture or what do you, what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like when she got pulled up to Maine, she was MIA and then we got these weird like track vignettes from her and we're like, what are they doing with Bianca? Like we were for sure thought they were just going to mistreat her. And then suddenly she gets this insane like meteoric rise like just shoots to the top and so none of us were predicting that and she's the face really right now of this women's mm -hmm. division because anytime i go to like uh you know female quotient has their talks and sports and women and stuff she's there she's like their face she's their spokesperson and i think it would be a mistake for them just to to drop that suddenly so whether or not she holds the belt, I don't really think it's going to matter. I think she's sort of like this fifth or sixth, like Asuka is like probably the fifth. I think she's like the sixth horsewoman at this point now because she's, I don't think she's going to go anywhere. I think they are smart in keeping her around, even if she's not necessarily in the title picture, but they're still pushing her pretty heavy. And, and one of the reasons why she's so likable is because she is so humble. Mm -hmm. And she does work really hard. And you can tell she's very grateful for all these. She doesn't squander the opportunities like some, you know, like some wrestlers do, right? They go out there and they do dumb shit. Excuse mm -hmm. my language. But, you know, like she's she's really humble. You know, her um, relationship is adorable. Like I can't get enough of it. Yeah. And I, I just, I personally, I don't see her going anywhere. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, how they sort of, with the four horsewomen, they sort of just mix them around. I think she's going to stick around. Yeah. There it is. So uh, that is our wrap up of the top 10 for PWI Women's 150. Um, now let us know, like, so what do you guys think of the top 10? Who should have been added to the top 10? Um, you know, do you think that Kristen and Ella, along with the rest of the PWI crew, <laughs> do they mess up? What, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, and again, I, I said this in the last time that we had you on, uh, for folks who are watching or watching later on, please do not do any hateful tweets or crazy emails. I mean, it's just opinion. It's wrestling. It's fun. It's all subjective. Like, yes. It's all subjective. So please don't come at nobody, um, except for Kat, because Kat said, D do come for her for, for that one. <laughs> She's but right. please don't, you know. Listen, you can come to an extent. Just don't see me to wear DMs, because that's where I'm like, okay, let's not. <laughs> but we can do a couple of tweets if y'all want to do that, okay? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got your back, Kat. I had, the, I had Instagram on lockdown with my big E talk, so. I got you back. We're not gonna mess with you when Santana walk in, okay? Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Do you guys agree with the list? Do you guys think there should be uh, some changes? Let me have it. You mean as far as the top ten on your list overall? Uh, the top ten, and we can also go into the list overall. Like I, I do have some of my picks that I feel are gonna they're gonna move up next year. 
Um, and you know, well, I'll start off. Um, I, I do like the the top ten list. I love the fact that um, it's it's all inclusive because sometimes when you do lists like this, you include like just North America, and there you know obviously there's a big big world out there. There's lots of wrestling. There's lots of female wrestlers. So I do like the fact that there were people included and the criteria was shown. So now I can go and look at these people and look at their matches and stuff like that. Um, one person that I don't think was on, and I know why, um, is Naomi. And I always like Naomi is like always been like my favorite period. And I hate what they're doing with her in WWE. Um, so I'm hoping that that will turn around, you know, with the Samoan dynasty. That's my, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but my picks that I feel like people are going to move up and you guys did mention her, Trisha Dora. Uh, so she was number 18 and she's done a lot. And I think she's also going to, I think she's going to be in the top 10 running um, next year. Um, Jade Cargill absolutely brand new i'm kind of waiting to see i mean aew is doing a lot of stuff with her but it's just like they're doing stuff with her but she needs to catch up in the skill so we'll see what happens with her and then lady frost has been on my radar for a while um but then when i got to see her in person um at nwa and then after that i just started seeing her everywhere i think she's also going to um, you know get into at least the top 20 she was at uh the 50 52 spot 52nd spot so that's kind of like my you know, looking out their list. And I still have Thunder Rosa as number one um, for next year. So that's kind of like, you know, my list overall. And then hopefully, you know, maybe I'm going to just start putting it in the universe. They need to do something, Naomi, because this is just getting, you know, absolutely very disrespectful. And um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah another rat for another day. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> another rat for another day, because they are doing Naomi terrible. It makes me so sad because she's so talented. And Girl, PTSD. let's hope somebody there get it together with her and she can do some amazing things because, you know, it is PTSD when talking about Naomi because <laughs> <laughs> right now and to say that she to try to discredit this woman. She's been in this business for over 10 years. Hell, the SmackDown was champion twice. Sonya ain't held nothing. Yeah. So, but we're going we gonna to get into that because <laughs> praise God. <laughs> Go Naomi last week for real. Um, and the reason to not push her, frankly. I mean, yeah. Look at look at some of those uh Usos, right? Get in trouble and they're still on TV every week. So <sighs> Yeah, but she's taking a follow for one of Like them. I said, a rant for a different day. Have me preaching. We don't need that today. We don't need that. <laughs> but as that. far as like the, some of the people on the list, like I love Trisha Dora. Um, like I said, I got to see her in person a few times and just so elegant and just so badass. And the pan Af um, after I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, the championship that she held, it just. I even heard theme music. I'm like, sis, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt like I feel it when she called me. I just get so in her character and her poise, and even the way she worked with Jazz at the um, Black Girl Magic show in Jersey, which I was actually at. And it was just nice to see her in person. She's also somebody very humble. I saw Billy Starks is on the list, and she's so young. And I got to speak to her actually recently. I interviewed her and just so like humble and like, you know, she's young. So it's like, obviously, but she's just so like kind and so humble and just like mm -hmm. grateful. And I'm just hoping, you know, wrestling keeps her that way. And, you know, she doesn't 
leave different than she's came in because she's just such a like a sweet person. So it was great to see her on the list. Uh, you mentioned Lady Frost, and I absolutely love her. And then she does kayfabe so well on Twitter. So I'm always a fan of a wrestler who can like kind of play off kayfabe. Like we know social media is there, but you can still kind of stay in gimmick to an extent. I like that she's able to kind of pull that off on Twitter and it still kind of gives off gimmick, even though we know social media, it's not changes how we look at kayfabe because your social media is everything's kind of out there sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Asuka, I love her too. And I get why she was not top 10 because she's actually one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but you know, WWE kind of did some shenanigans with her too. So <laughs> just a lot of shenanigans with a lot of people on this list for WWE, just like get it together. Yeah. People listening in the universe. Let's get this together. But <laughs> I would say that I was very shocked that Dakota Kai wasn't higher. I would say that. Um, because I feel like Dakota Kai had a hand in getting Raquel Gonzalez where she is right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just like, wow. I was like, dang, you know, Dakota, she her her time from being a part of the May Young Classics, and you know, it wasn't that her her run in NXT hasn't been that great when she went heel it was like we got to see a, a a totally different side of her and I feel like if she if she was in more more matches last year and then going into where the cutoff time was I feel like she could have been higher than Raquel Gonzalez however she has been overlooked um for a reason I don't I don't know because she's she's great in the ring she's great on the mic she she has the charisma and everything um and I hopefully um, with her being brought up to the main roster, she could be a little bit higher than where she was um, this year. I will say that. Um, yeah, and maybe even um, who else? I want to say maybe Jay Cargill. I'm a huge fan of her. I want her to get better in the ring. I just feel like she's not comfortable right now. She literally, she has, the, she has the look, she has the statue. Mm -hmm. When she walks in, she grabs your attention immediately. I just need her to stop feeling like she's two-stepping in the ring. Once <laughs> she gets to, I feel like once she gets comfortable, she is going to be a beast. Like she, she really is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know they're trying to go for her to hold that, uh, what TBS title, but I don't want her to hold that title. I feel like that's just a mid card title for other women who they rarely use to go fight up on. Get get her good. Get her some more training in the ring so that she can go against Britt Baker. Mm -hmm. They already got a little a little something going on um, on Twitter. Although Britt said she was talking about Thunder Rosa, but you know, I I really would love to see Jay get up there. To be honest, I really would, and I know I know she will once she gets comfortable. Are we talking about like who we think is going to do better next year or I guess all encompassing who do you think is going to do better next year I guess especially for you Kristen and Ella like who was left off the list that you feel like should have been on the list <laughs> I mean you guys have more of the insider I only have one that instantly came to mind, and that was Ray Lynn, who has been working a lot in like Mission Pro and AAW. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she teched, she was like uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling Women's Champ for like two weeks during the evaluation period. But she's also been like traveling. She's based in Pittsburgh, but she's done a lot of work in AAW and like Texas and the Northeast. So I feel like she. 
I mean, granted, there's a there's a lot of people too, and like there's some people that we forgot that we're like, oh my god, like how did we, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she should have been on there for me personally. I think she's been absolutely killing it and has had some great programs. Um, one person I do think is going to like skyrocket is uh, I guess I ironically Sky Blue, who again made it to the top fifty percent on her debut on the PWI list, which I think speaks really volumes and of course she held the CSW women's championship and the zero one USA championship during the period, I believe as well. And she's been getting more opportunities on AEW. She was also at NWA Empower. She's done obviously a lot of work with NWA. And so I think the future is really sky blue. And I tweeted it out today. Billy Starks, like Kat mentioned, Billy's amazing and so mature for her age, still being a teenager. She's mm-hmm. definitely the future and Roxy, the prodigy, the youngest, mm-hmm. the youngest champion ever in the history of Ring of Honor, I think shocked a lot of people by going all the way and becoming the first ever Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. So I think those three are definitely just going to continue to skyrocket in next year's list. Again, nothing's for certain in wrestling, but I'm pretty confident with those three. Okay. Yeah, there's so many. I know, right? Right now, so many. Trisha Dora is the highest ranked during the period yeah. unsigned wrestler. So she was the, you know, cause like, I think for half of it, um, that Rosa was signed. Right. So highest basically indie wrestler and no surprise there. Like she was number 44 on the 500. She is the future in my opinion. She is one of those that like has an incredible balance between work too and real life. Like mm-hmm. when I email her or DM her, she's not like immediately responding, which tells me that she's got a life and that's amazing. And she's like probably the most photogenic like human being I've ever seen. Like she's incredibly photogenic. She's incredibly talented, not afraid to get in that ring for like literally hours at a time. Um, incredible. Uh, I think Ella needs to kind of take some love for the Masha. Like Masha was a little bit higher and then some stuff had to get moved around, but she said 29. I, I, I would say that I, I think, I don't know if it was me, but I definitely went to bat yeah, for it? Masha in there. Masha Slamovich spent a whole year in Marvelous during the pandemic and came back in January to really like wide acclaim, especially with a lot of respect on Twitter and social media from her peers as mm-hmm. like one of the hottest free agents her debut back in the USA Admission Pro, I believe. She's obviously been at Beyond. She's been at uh, WWR Plus. She is literally traveled from Texas to the Northeast to like the Western. She's everywhere She's too. Everywhere at NWA Empower. Um, obviously, uh, and obviously at, I mean, Knockout Knockdown is technically after the evaluation period, but Masha Slamovich, I think rightfully so. And, and also she's held multiple championships during this evaluation period as well. She's one of those names that I think really once she returned to the USA, like blew up and she's had so many training experiences from Japan. And I think that really gives her that cool edge. And a plus she held her own uh, show with Borsch at the beach. So that right. itself was really, really cool. Right. Um, I'm always a huge fan of Lainey Luck. Like, I'm always going to mm-hmm. be Lainey Luck, <laughs> and not just because her fiancé, like, harasses me on Twitter for it, but because, yeah. like, jokingly, but, but because it, she's really fantastic. She's got a lot of Lucha background. Um, she was trained by um, Mustafa Ali uh, for Lucha and some other people. I mean, she's incredible. And and Jade, I get. Like, I'm, I'm totally on board with all, all of y'all. Jade was one of those where we're like, 
she we thought she might be too high um but because of her in-ring stuff but mm -hmm. but they pushed her so much she <clears throat> does have this winning record that to us it was like okay well I, sure but i think if she stays on the path and she does improve in the ring there's there's no reason why she can't like completely blow up but i want to i want to Sorry, sorry, I heard echo. I want to say, um, like generally, this list is really inclusive. Like, mm -hmm. there's people from every single continent except for Antarctica, and no penguins, unfortunately. No penguins. <laughs> sorry, but you know, we did leave off like Mercedes Blaze is who we were mm. talking about last night, which we feel a little bad about because she really, um, she was like on the progress title scene quite a bit. Um, we feel bad about that. Uh, Riley Shepard, too. I wanted her on there. Ray Lynn was one we talked about after the fact. But again, it, it was so competitive. And nearly a third of this list is indies alone. Like, yeah. basically, if you count like NWA, this is this is like a third is indies. So it's going to keep pushing. It's going to keep getting better. Like a f over a fifth of it is Joshi. Like, I'm really proud of this list, even though some some moves happened after the fact <laughs> that I was like, why wasn't I consulted? You know, oh, and we, you know, so I've got an ego issue with this stuff. But but I I'm really proud of this list. I really am. I'm very proud. Oh yeah, Janaya Kai is a good one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's so many people. Um, is there any, before we get out of here, any talks to moving it from 150 to 200? Are you guys going to keep it oh, at 150 or? Yeah, no. Uh, when I made the announcement, when, when we broke the news on Bell to Bells, I was, I was specifically told by Kevin, don't say like, it's don't, don't imply that it will stay 150 because mm. it is likely going to keep growing. Like the fans want it. It's super hard to fit the people that need to be on there. Um, it's going to keep growing. I don't know if it'll be next year, but, and, and also a little scoopster, not this year with the tag team, but eventually the tag team list is also going to grow because it keeps nice. getting harder and harder. So, yeah. well, there it is. I mean, I, I think I told Santana, it's like, yeah, we're going to be here for like, you know, 30, 40 minutes an hour in and, and mm -hmm. nothing, you know, not saying, you know, I, <laughs> I love the fact that we're here and we're talking about, there's just so much to talk about. And thank you so much. Uh, Kristen for one uh, doing this but two you know giving us like this I love to give people behind the scenes like giving us the PWI 150 right before it dropped um, you know and trusting us with that so thank you uh, PWI for that thank you for K Kristen for making that happen thank you for coming on the show um, I feel like we can't we shouldn't wait until next year to do this again you know it's like family members like this was fun like why can't we yeah. do this again so I feel like we, we're gonna have to do some more figure out some more stuff and, and do this and have more in-depth discussions like, you know, yeah. maybe Naomi rants and, you know, other rants that, yeah. you know, other Including promotions that. are faltering on. Um, yeah. You're starting TK. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm ready. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll start off with you first, uh, Kristen. First off, again, let me repeat myself. Please do not uh, send any hate mail. This is all subjective. This is a fun thing. Um, it's it's great to see that we're highlighting uh, women wrestlers. So where can everybody find you to congratulate you on a great job? Well, and it's not just my list. Remember that there are seven people who really, really helped. And honestly, there were a lot of fans and wrestlers who kind of pitched into there were other writers who weren't even on the committee who who put in their two cents on like the Mexico market and stuff that we weren't really familiar with. So it's a group effort. It is, it is, there are criteria. 
but it's like seven people making a list. So yes, I mean, you can send me some tweets. I probably won't even see them anyways with my filters, but don't give anybody any hard time. It's just a list. Um, you can find me at Kristen Ashley. It's, it's uh, right there. And it's the same on Twitter. Uh, it's KV Ashley on Instagram and then also Bell to Bells. We have a really cool weekend celebration. Some of these ladies are going to be involved and it's it's going to be really fun. So it is. Out. We might even get into more, more of a rant so you guys can share our, yes. our pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ella J, where can everybody find you? And then also talk about the article that was in um, PWI as well. So people can look for that. Yeah. Um, how much time you got? Uh, just kidding. Um, obviously, I, like she's ready to go to sleep. So not that much time. <laughs> if you go to Twitter, like like Kristen right here, if you go to Twitter, there is a link to all everything I do with women's wrestling talk and bell to bells and everything else. I do a wrestling yell podcast and so much more. If you go to my Twitter bio, you can find a link to all of that. And of course, I did write an NWA Empower article, which TK and Kristen like we said we were all there it was such a magical night and I had the pleasure of speaking with Mickey James, Deanna Prazo and Chelsea Green about that magical night and really the impact and the influence that it had on women's wrestling and really the hopes for the future and there's a lot more so you can definitely check that out in the PWI Women's 150 issue as well so yeah Twitter is right there at It's Ella J. Yeah and so is it safe to say that you are definitely uh, on Team Prazo? Ella, or you still deciding? I I have an answer. Um, it depends. Do you want the head or heart? I do have an answer, though. <laughs> We're gonna get to that. I, I will. I will say, um, my money is on Diana Perrazzo winning. However, mm-hmm. I do want Mickey James, but I either way, I'm the real winner in this. But my money is on Diana Perrazzo. <laughs> so politically correct, uh, Santana. <laughs> Where can everybody find you? By the way, Santana has christened herself the heel of WWT. So uh, be on the lookout for those tweets. Um, that, that she, I think she threatened to beat up, um, was it CM Punk in one of the interviews? <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm really, you know, just like Ella, I'm really definitely looking forward to Santana and, and you know, the work that she's going to be doing for Women's Wrestling Talk. Also too, she is the editor uh, for Women's Wrestling Talk now as well. Um, so just be on the lookout for her. But Santana, where can everybody find you? Um, yes, I am the resident heel of everything. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Santana Muse, and you can find me on Twitter at Drian, D-R-I-U-N-E, not D-R-U-I-N, because people like to mess up my name. Um, yes, I am one of the hosts with Women's Wrestling Talk, as well as now the newest editor. Um, you can also check out my, uh, why did Dodie allow Big E to be a Dodie's uh, champion on the culture commentator. That's where I, I feel like my day as a heel began because I came for everybody who came for me in the comment section. So I had a great day. <laughs> uh, there it is. Um, also to Katrina, um, where can everybody find you? But also check out Katrina's article. She did a top five for Thunder Rosa. Um, and she also did the panel discussion about that. You know, we are absolute fans here of Thunder Rosa at Women's Wrestling Talk. So definitely follow Katrina. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch on and Cat We Trust. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram um, and Cat We Trust, but the E's three. Um, and then, yeah, I do write for a Women's Wrestling Talk. I actually have a few more articles that I'm actually working on currently. So that should be up in a few days. And then I also write for two other sites like 
about wrestling stuff. So catch me there. And she's also a Twitch uh, fan, or was it a Twitch, a Twitch partner with Medusa with now? Medusa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that should be coming in November. She she did tell me because I was like, Friday's the one day I kind of have for the week because I'm like so busy with everything. And then I'm a mom, so it's like crazy. Uh, so she was like, yeah, October, I'll be busy. Like, and she, I know she's at the Jericho Cruise now, but she was like, November. I was like, okay, November, we'll figure out the date. So yeah, that's pretty cool. All because we both like horror video games. Which it, is was like, awesome. yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we'll prolong it. Uh, but thank you guys for watching. Make sure you're watching. Uh, make sure you're following Women's Wrestling Talk on everything at WW Talk Pod. Go to our website. It is about 80% done, y'all. I am super excited about it. We have articles up there. Um, we have our interviews up there. We have merch coming out. You can get some hoodies. You can get some shirts, all that good stuff. So go to women's, go to www.talkpod.com to check all that out. Definitely follow us on all social media. And you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. I do not have time to read any hate DMs or any of that stuff. So just don't come at me. Maybe I'll send you Santana's way, um, you know, <laughs> figure it all out. Other don't than that, <laughs> thank don't you guys. Lose every time. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us uh thank you host for coming on um again we're gonna do this next year but you know i think something you know sooner than that's gonna happen for sure so till next time guys ciao women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet